What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Sheep Gashir Podcast, where here we talk about people, politics, and popular culture. I'm your host, the one and only Austin Creed. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an interesting topic we're talking about tonight, and this is later than I usually post because I really wanted to make sure I got this this one right because it was something that kind of came across came out of the blue for me today when I was doing some research. I'm always pondering new ideas and trying to bring up new topics on the show that other people aren't covering. Because look, I can be honest with y'all. I could get on here. I could just go on the Drudge Report. I could go on Fox News. I could go on CNN. I can just repeat the same talking points that everybody else is doing. And trust me, it's way too easy to do. I could literally just sit up here and say, Oh, so-and-so did this. No, Democrat, Democrat, Republican, Republican, Democrat, Democrat, Republican, Republican. I'm not going to do it. Trust me. I do my fair share of it in the past, and I will continue to do my fair share, believe me, as the months, years, and decades continue. But this came out of left field for me today. Even now, sometimes I listen to music while I do the show because it helps fuel my creativity. And I was actually watching one of my favorite movies of all time today. One of my favorite movies of all time, if not the favorite for me, is Back to the Future, made in 1985. And when I look at movies made back in the 80s, I look back at the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, you realize very quickly You look and you're like, how did this happen? How did we go from the civil rights movement in the 60s? We were moving towards pretty much a colorblind society. And then Bush and Obama, mainly Obama, ruined it. And now we're back to just race relations are an all-time low in this country. And that wasn't, that's not the main topic. The main topic is, I think, I blame... The musicians and the artists. I believe the artists and musicians are the Pied Pipers of the people. Now, I'll go into more detail about what I mean by that in just a second. But for those of you who are new, never listened to the show, don't know me, completely foreign, you don't know what you're listening to, first of all, I welcome you. You're listening to the best show on the internet. I bring up topics that I've never heard really any, I've never heard anybody else talk about. I come up with these ideas. I come up with these topics that I haven't heard anybody else been talking about. I look at the news. I don't look at the news too much for stuff. I, I'll i bring up something that's important to the show. But the main purpose of the show is to let you know how you're being played. I call it the sheep gets sheared because when you look at most people are sheep. And the wolves are so clever that instead of eating people, they shear them so they can come back for more. Frankly, the taxes are, for goodness sake. But I could easily read the news and just repeat the same talking points that every other conservative or independent commentator does. But when I look at the rap music, when I look at hip-hop music, when I look at even some country music, rock and roll, look at these artists and these performers, musicians, and the, the effect, the massive effect they've had over... The consciousness of America and the West in general, especially on young kids, young adults, adolescents, you wonder there has to be a connection. And 
I'm not alone with thinking that. I'll, I want to bring something up for y'all. I want to bring something up. I saw, I saw this. I study a lot about philosophy. I find it very fascinating. But I wanted to bring this up. Share the screen and bring this up for y'all. For those of you who don't know who Plato was, he was one of the greatest philosophers of all time. In fact, I would argue the godfather of modern philosophy. He was an ancient Greek man. And when you, I want, I want to read this to you. Here's what he had to say about the arts. He said, Plato had a love-hate relationship with the arts. He must have had some love for the arts because he talked about them quite a bit. And his remarks show that he paid close attention to what he saw and what he heard. He was often a fine literary stylist. He was, he was also a fine literary stylist with a great story, with great storytelling genes. He was a great storyteller. In fact, he, it is said that he, he was a poet before he countered Socrates. Some of his dialogues are really literary masterpieces, such as Plato's Republic. You ever heard of that? If you haven't, I'd recommend you read it. Very insightful. The Allegory of the Cave, very, very good. On the other hand, he found the arts very threatening. This is very key. I wanted to bring this to you. He proposed the poets and playwrights out of his ideal republic, which is what his whole book of Plato's Republic is about. It's about finding the ideal society. What is it? What does it look like now? I got to admit to you, I do not believe everything that Plato believed in the ideal society. If you read Plato's Republic, his ideal society is very similar to socialism and fascism, which I do not think would be good for any society. I don't think it would benefit society in the long run by any means. You look at examples of socialism and fascism and how they've affected the world historically, not great. But when you, but I want to, I want, that does not mean I can't still use his ideas. That does not mean I cannot provide them to you because they're very important and I want you to listen to this. He proposed that these, on the other hand, he found the arts very threatening. Now keep in mind, he is an artist. He's a philosopher. He proposed sending the poets and playwrights out of his ideal republic, or at least heavily censoring them, was what he wrote about. He wanted music and paintings heavily or severely censored. The arts, he thought, are powerful shapers of character, thus to train and protect ideal citizens for an ideal society. Again, going back to this idea of Plato's Republic, the ideal society, he says, thus to train and protect ideal citizens for an ideal society, the arts must be strictly controlled. Now, for those of you who have any association to the arts, painting, uh, writing, whatever it may be, you know that you hate. The, the biggest fear is selling out. The biggest fear is being controlled. You listen to a lot of the music, whether it's the Beatles, whether it's rap music, rap singers of today, whether it's classic R&B, whatever it may, whatever it is, no one wants to feel like they have tape over their mouth or feel like they have someone over their shoulder telling them what to say, what to think, and what they can and cannot do. It cripples art. But I'm proposing to you today, if you look, reflect upon the music of the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, even up to the early 2000s. You look at now. 
those artists, those bands, those performers have heavily impacted society. When's the last time you heard a, a song men mentioned drugs, sex, cr criminal activity, or degeneracy? Pretty much every song, right? Exactly. Do you really think that happens in a vacuum? Do you think that that doesn't carry over into the societal talking points? It doesn't seep into the minds of children? Impressionable people, weak-minded individuals? Are you really going to sit there and tell me, yes, you listening to the show, do you really expect me to believe that these performers, these artists, these movers and shapers of the young minds, you really think they don't have an impact on the national dialogue, on the young minds that then become the modern-day minds who then shape policy, they shape society, they shape the talking points. If you disagree, I say you're wrong. I don't know how you could sit there and say it, that that's feasible. It's not. Just because you can't see it, just because you can't touch music, does not mean that music can't touch you. Now, I'm not arguing what Plato's arguing for. I do not think that we should be censoring people. I do not think that we should be pushing people that are artists, performers, musicians, out of society altogether. But should people be allowed to just spew the most degenerate slime that you've ever heard, you've ever seen, you've ever witnessed in your life? Look at Hollywood. Look at the garbage that Katzenberg, Ratzenberg, Spielberg, everybody else puts out. Look at the garbage and the filth, the degeneracy you see in Hollywood. Look at the garbage on HBO. Look at the garbage on Netflix. Do you mean to tell me that that doesn't affect people? You look at the... Where are the great painters in our society today? I haven't seen any. Have you? Everybody wants to go see the Mona Lisa. Everybody wants to go see the Statue of David. Nobody wants to go see the modern... Most modern art... It's so abstract... That it can really mean anything or anything... Or does it really have a secret meaning to it? I don't know. You tell me. But that's what Plato is arguing here. Now, I don't agree that you should be censored... Unless, of course, you're breaking the law, in which case that goes without saying. But my friends, I want to I want to pose you this question. What do you think of this? Do you, do you think that it should be allowed? Some of the things that you that you listen to, that you've heard on TV. Do you, do you think these things should just be allowed to be spewed out here? Do you think that violent video games need to be suppressed a little bit? Do you think that that's affecting people? Do you think that violent movies, violent music, do you think any of that's affecting people? Now, I'm not saying it's causing every problem we see, but when you look at all the the singing and rapping about drugs and degeneracy and sex and all this stuff, do you really think that it doesn't overflow? Do you really think there's no carryover? I say you're wrong. I say you're wrong. Now, that doesn't mean that it's happening to everybody, but clearly it matters just enough. I want you. I, I pose this as my next piece of evidence, my friends, of the Chief Kitchen podcast. Take a look at this. For those of you who know anything about history, you remember FDR. You remember the New Deal. Well, it turns out that using the New Deal, he the government hired artists to depict the great the the New Deal in a way that would be positive for the nation. To influence them, not from the pulpit, 
but through speech, but through art, in a way where it would seem like their future would be more beautiful, more tolerable, better than it is now. Not because the president said so, because the painter said so, because the musician said so. You think I'm lying? Look, it's right here. It says, thus was born the public works of arts project, or the PWAP. Not to be confused with the song WAP by, what is her name, Cardi B, that, 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 that trollop? Which in, okay, back to this article, which is roughly the first four months of 1934 hired 3,749 artists and produced 15,663 paintings, murals, prints, crafts, and sculptures for government buildings across the country. Now, you might ask, well, why would they do that? Well, it says the bureaucracy may not have been watching too closely at what the painters painted, but it certainly was counted, counting how much they were getting paid. A total of $1,184,000. Now, this is back in 1934. Now, I don't know how you could sit here and tell me that there's no overflow between the government spending over a million dollars back in 1930 on artwork aimed towards the New Deal, pushing it out to the public as this great, wholesome, amazing idea. Do you really think that they just did that because they wanted the government buildings to look pretty? Do you really think they did that just so the people could be a little comfortable when they go in to talk to a government official who's trying to rob them blind? <laughs> no. No, they didn't. In fact, it was used to ensure that the people who are the rebels, the free thinkers of society, the artists, agreed and supported the idea of the president of the United States. Why do you think all the left-wingers, all the, the progressives, the pro progressives in the country, why do you think they're all either communist professors or they're loudmouth um, performers or whatever they may be? Why do you think they're all surrounding the arts and the entertainment? Why do you think that happens? Do you think that happens in a vacuum? It's just an accident? It's happenstance? No. No, my friends, it most certainly is not. In fact, that's been the aim from the very beginning. They've slowly shaped the minds of the people, both in the schools and through the entertainment, to get you to think what they want. But of course, you don't see it that way. You see it as just your interpretation. You see it as just, oh yeah, that's, uh, I, I'm a rebel. I fought against the system, man. The system tried to control me. That's why I went to go listen to that rap music. Or I went to go listen to that, that watch those movies about uh, Dirty Harry or these anti-heroes like Deadpool. I wanted to be like those guys. Well, it didn't matter whether you chose to go to Hollywood or to Homeroom. It didn't matter because they got you either way they went. You get chills yet? Now, you may be saying, oh, Austin, please. You mean to tell me this is all part of campaign and conspiracy? No, I didn't use the word conspiracy. But when you look at the fact, the reality that the academies, the colleges, the uh, Hollywood performers, the stage performers, actors, and everything, they've been bastions of liberalism. And yet they influence kids. They influence the young people. Do you really think 
that that play no play no role wasn't and no nothing was in play. If you say so, I think you're wrong. I hope you're right, but I think you're wrong. I don't see how you could have it any other way. You look at any dictatorship, you look at any movement, whether it's Cambodia with the Khmer Rouge, whether it was the wonderful Mao Zedong in China, or you look at Adolf Hitler in Germany, what you or you look at Stalin in the Soviet Union. All of them are examples of the young people being taken and duped and turned on the old, but they use the young people, the impressionable people. Lenin, John Lennon himself, no, sorry, Vladimir Lenin himself said that you give me the children and the seeds, and for four years and the seeds I have planted will never be uprooted. You think he was lying about that? I don't think so. I don't think the Vladimir, I don't think Lenin was lying. My friends, they are the Pied Pipers of the people, of young people in particular. Does anyone know the story of the Pied Piper? No? Was no one taught that as a kid? Is it just me? Are, are they too busy today reading that Jenny has two mommies or that Brad has a dad and, and three moms? Well, I'll tell you the story of the Pied Piper briefly. He was originally hired to prevent, to get rid of the rats in the village. They wanted to get rid of the rats that were plugging their village. So people hired the Pied Piper. He played a song. He got the rats away. But then they refused to pay him. They refused to pay up. So what did he do? He came back to the village. And he played a very similar song. He took all their children. And they were never seen or heard from again. The song was so seductive. So enthralling. So captivating that the children danced to it all the way until they were never heard from again. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not trying to scare you when I tell you that story. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to wake you up. That Pied Piper, people don't really play flutes anymore. They don't play pipes anymore. They use microphones. They use bling. They use clever language. To try to get you to think that they're some tough guy. But really, it's just an act. But people think it's real. And they try to be like that pimp. They try to be like the thug. They try to be like this person that's not real. It's just a facade. But the kids don't know that. And so that's who they try to become because they want to be cool. They want to be respected. They want to be tough. But they look up to a guy rubbing his crotch. With gold teeth. And they think that he's a an, an good example. Meanwhile, the person he's playing isn't even real. But they think it is. So that's who they want to become. My friends, do you really think that all these artists, musicians, what they say about politicians, what they say about people in history, what they say every single day, with, whether it's the rainbow writing community or whether it's anything else, do you really think that none of that has an impact? on people, especially the young people. Of course it does. Of course it does. How could you argue anything else? What do you think? You think I'm making it up? Think I'm just pulling it out of my hat? Think I'm just making it up, taking it out of context? I want to tell, I want to hear what you have to say. Let me know. Hit me up on Twitter at Austin Creed or hit me up in the comment section of this video. I want to hear what you have to say. 
Till next time, my friends, I want you to ponder on what we talked about today. Because people in entertainment have extreme levels of power and they don't even realize it sometimes, or maybe they do. But I certainly hope they don't because they use it every which way to Sunday to screw you over and to indoctrinate your kids and make them into someone you don't even recognize without them even realizing it. It's like Inception. Anyways, my friends, God bless you. God bless your family. God bless this beautiful country called the United States of America. Ponder on this. You might look at the world a little differently afterwards. Peace.